0: Hello and welcome to Nerd Punches Nerd, the only podcast where a bunch of nerds pretend to physically fight over minor pop culture minutiae. I'm Jeremy here with Benji. Hey, hello, Benj. hello, welcome hello. To- Today it's the two of us in a very yeah. special Weird Al Yankov cast.
1: <laughs> Yankov cast Christmas edition, though, I, though we're, we're not going to release this. It's Christmas Day right now, but we're not going to release it as, like, a Christmas thing. We'll probably do it later. I will say today, in the supermarket, I saw a few Jewish people, and I almost went up to them and asked them, How is the Chinese food? Because I haven't gotten Chinese food today yet to honor the Jewish Christmas tradition, so I, w- I will have to soon.
0: Yeah, that's probably a good idea. But, let's get to today's topic.
1: To today's Jewish person. <laughs> yeah.
0: Now... It's interesting because I think we would both say that although there is some viewpoints of some people out there that Weird Al Yankovic is like a joke, we don't look at him like that.
1: Right, right.
0: So, I think I got into Weird Al Yankovic first, but I hadn't really heard much about him when I was a kid. Well, he was out there because he's been doing things since the beginning of the 80s. But I hadn't really found myself, like, too aware of his stuff. It's like like the early
1: 90s, around when when you had had a tape.
0: That's right. So what happened was, uh, and I I don't know if everyone remembers this, but there used to be these things called audio tapes. They were sort of low-quality ways to listen to things, like music or recorded music. And we were in one of our classic carpools with a... Well, you don't have to say their names, but you know who they were. Let's just say it was a slightly um, prudish family. And it, I was sitting in the front seat, and I saw this tape that said, Weird Al Yankovic, Off the Deep End. Now, of course, at that point, I hadn't seen the iconic image of, the, of that album. I don't know if you remember. That's the one where it's making fun of the Smells Like Nirvana. I mean, uh that Smells Like Teen Spirit cover. Right, right, right. With the baby going for the money. And off the deep end has Weird Yankovic swimming going for a donut. Right. So, you know, making <laughs> fun of it. Uh-huh. I just had Classic, this tape. Yeah. And I have no idea. I asked, is this yours? Like, no. No, we don't listen to musicals. <laughs> Did they, did they deny it? No, they said it wasn't theirs and they said they didn't know whose it was so that I could have it.
1: Oh, ah, a chance encounter. Must have and... been,
0: you know who, who orchestrated it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It was, uh, all you know, were... Yankovic himself sneaking into the car and <laughs> dropping off the table. Oh, That's yeah. right. It was, it was the Yankovic all along. <laughs>
1: You were also in a very, a very, uh, hush of a car right there, so. <laughs> well,
0: okay. So, he was always looking over us. And...
1: Right. <laughs> Weird Al, you know him.
0: <laughs> You know, I, I wasn't so familiar with a lot of the stuff that was being made fun of. I didn't, I was, I remember, so I remember I played this and I put on some headphones and I was laughing at all the stuff I heard. But the truth is, when I go back, I realized I was laughing at things that weren't actually funny. It just, His style made it seem so hilarious that I didn't realize that some of them weren't necessarily funny. For example, in... All right, so Off the Deep End, it had Smells Like Nirvana, which was, of course, a parody of Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana. And I wasn't really so familiar with Smells Like Teen Spirit at that point. I mean, we're talking about, like, 92 or 93 or something like that. Mm -hmm. I had heard it. But I, had, I wasn't like that familiar. I was more familiar with some of the harder rock of the time that I had heard at camp, you mm-hmm. know, like Pearl Jams or Metallica. Mm-hmm. I would heard Nirvana. Did you say Pearl Jams? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'd heard, yeah, because I, I remember I heard this, that Jeremy song, which at first I didn't like because, you know, it has the same name as me and it's actually kind of a very depressing song. Mm-hmm. But now I actually think it is I know I realize it is a good song. It's an awesome song, right? Even I if it is, you know, incredibly depressing. And it did cause people to make fun of me in very weird ways. Like <laughs> hey, Jeremy something. thing. It's like what? What what are, you, what are you singing? What is that? What are you doing? What was that? And right. of course the truth is, as it is for a lot of these kind of mumblecore songs, people don't often understand what they're saying. And in fact that was something that Weird I was making fun of, in his, you know, lyrics for Nirvana, you know, I can't understand the words coming out of my mouth, you know, like, it's like Marble, 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 marble. you know, remember? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, in the video, yeah. Yeah, well, yes. But, and then, of course, there was a song called Trigger Happy, which hmm. I remember sounding, I actually, I was actually, it turns out I was sort of accurate in that it was supposed to be a style parody of the Beach Boys. Right, right. And that was much more ridiculous, so... Right. I was and then there was you know can't watch this, which was a, a parody of you can't touch this mm-hmm. by MC Hammer, who was already right. kind of fading by that point. But and I I, you know, I just was never really a fan of MC Hammer because you know why would I be? But then it was this, there was this song that what he was this polka medley, and I didn't realize that some of these things were not. Or that it was—I thought it was like somehow his his own song. I didn't realize it was all these other ones right. at first. Like he right. was doing "Losing My Religion." That's me in the spot, like you know, "Losing My Religion." I thought, "What, what a hilarious lyrics!" <laughs> 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 and of course, you know, the "Ice Ice Baby," which is great because when he does, you know, check out the beat while the DJ revolve it. "Ice Ice Baby," we're to yeah. your mother. <laughs> I appreciate that a lot more now <laughs> than I did at the time. Where and like, and
1: polka, excited. and the thing about it is, like polka is like the it's like the perfect music to like do like a like you know to do like a a, a remix of I guess I, I don't know what the, the term would be to do a, a polka version of, of a bunch of these songs, especially at that time. You know when when like grunge and 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 not just grunge but just in general like there was there was just harder music out there. Um, In the mainstream, oh, nice. you know, there was, there was, I mean, like, that was when gangster rap was, was, was rising. Um, I mean, even, I mean, you're, you're talking, you're talking about that, that Pokemon medley. In that was, uh, was Touch Myself. Um, he also did a That's little right. thing with, with, when yeah. I think about you, I touch myself.
0: <laughs> he's been doing polka stuff since the beginning, but he's been doing right. polka medleys since almost medley, yeah. the beginning. Yeah. Uh, and I've listened, I've, I've gone back and listened to all of them, and some of them, you know, uh, It's interesting, so let me just tell you, so let me just quickly go through what was in that 90, uh, I guess it was 92, of Off the Deep End. So there was Cradle of Love by Billy Idol, Tom's Diner, Love Shack, I guess that's still, people still listen to that. Pump Up the Jam, obviously, (laughs) yeah, Losing My Religion, Unbelievable, Enter Sandman, I guess people still remember that, The Humpty Dance. Cherry Pie. This one was called, there was something called Miss You Much by Janet Jackson, which totally was forgotten. Now, you mentioned I Touched Myself. I think that would have been forgotten if it hadn't come back in the Austin Powers.
1: Well, I actually know that song because when I watched, um, when we finally got cable, when I was 25, <laughs> when I got cable when I was, um, when I was in middle school, I remember they had all these things, like, with, uh, um, you know, best VH1 have shows like like best one hit wonders and things like that, and William Shatner would host it. And uh, and right. and and one was uh and, and one of the things they showed was was I touch myself.
0: Um, right, right. So
1: that's how I knew about the song. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, it's interesting. So there there were some like original ones, although some of them were like style parodies. But like there was like when I was your age which, you know, just was this escalating series of nonsense where basically it's like it gets to the point. It's like, yeah, he, my dad used to beat us up. We had to walk to school uphill both ways. And then it's, my dad literally took my brain out of my skull to punish me. It's like, oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> that was pretty fun. Oh, for The last dad rocks. And, but I, I'm, I'm just going to get through a few other things because I think this is really going to be indicative of the point I want to make. Another one was a parody of... The Right Stuff by New Kids on the Block, which was about the white stuff in Oreos. Mm -hmm. Another one was called Taco Grande, which was a a parody of Rico Suave, a a one-hit wonder. And then, of course, one of the best ones was called The Plumbing Song, which was a parody of two Milli Vanilli songs. Two Milli Vanilli. And I think this comes to one of the things that it's really interesting about Weird Al is that he's still popular after so many years, unlike a lot of people. I mean, sure, Nirvana is still considered to be a good band, but they're not releasing anything new, obviously. <laughs> I wonder
1: why. <laughs> <laughs> right? They've they just been sitting on their ass for a long time <laughs> Well Weird Al's been making it happen.
0: <laughs> I mean, U2 comes close in terms of length, and so does Madonna. Chili Peppers, I think, in a lot of ways too. In terms of the length, I guess. Yeah, well, chili peppers,
1: pepper chili peppers have been around since um, I don't know the early early '80s, but they've been around at least since the mid '80s. Yeah,
0: but I haven't um, heard anything from them in a long time.
1: Well, I mean, I mean, they're they're one of those bands. Obviously, when they release stuff, it you know it gets it gets airplay and and people and people um, and people listen to it. I mean, I just saw them in concert uh, this past summer. And I mean, they're just also just an established, very established rock and roll band. So you know, they'll always sell out stadiums, probably in crowds, That's true. Or whatever.
0: But, yeah, um, but they did do I mean, I mean, as think, early as Weird Al, at least not but, successfully.
1: Yeah, yeah. Actually, actually, is there anyone? Is there anyone who's still out now? Who's still? I guess mean, hard to say. A lot of people are still around, you know, who have been around for a while. What? Sure. Why, why do you uh, – okay, so what's the criteria? I think I see what you're saying, but what's the criteria you're saying like between, like, Weird Al and U2 that's somewhat that, that's somewhat similar?
0: Well, it, it's more like that we're popular that early, you know, because he's – remember, he was – he started to become successful in the early 80s, I think, definitely because of making fun of, you know, Michael Jackson. Yeah. Like, you know, his Eat It and so on. And yeah. Fat. Which you know are great. Well, I was a little but yeah. you know that sort of helped blow him up. But you know the U two has been doing things for, you know set definitely since the eighties. I'm Trying to think, when was U uh, two started years. in the late seventies? Actually, well, no, I'm saying popularity because they definitely had some popular stuff in the early eighties. I mean, uh, I, just, I mean Joshua Tree wasn't until eighty seven. Yeah, but they had like Sunday Bloody Sunday. The, the album, the album War. That was, yeah, that was 83 too. Right. And, that, and yeah, New Year's Day, Sunday Bloody Sunday were there, so. yeah, they, hey, I th- hey, th- I'm saying, compare, but that's like one example. And obviously Millie Vanilli turned out to be, you know, liars. What is, what is it, what,
1: why, are you, why are you bringing up Millie Vanilli randomly?
0: <laughs> I'm not bringing up randomly. I told you. I was listing a couple artists from that, that that he was making fun of, and Millie Vanilli was one of them.
1: Are you talking about artists who have lasted, or are you talking about artists that he's made fun of?
0: Well, I'm just saying, it's sort of, well, U2 is actually one that he did parody later on, uh, with with that Dentist song. Yeah. But, I'm just saying, it's sort of interesting, like, you know, New Kids on the Block had sort of a, a revival of sorts, at least, when they teamed up with the Backstreet Boys, on tour. But I don't think anyone would consider them to be quite as impressive. So that was sort of how I started, though, by listening to this tape. And, you know, I didn't really exactly have uh, a lot of money to buy music so much. So... I wasn't really able to to do much so but you loved it
1: I I, I remember I remember like you were you were oh, all about I, it
0: I listened like, to it over and over again
1: you, you put it on in the uh you put it on like the the car in like the car stereo or oh, again. Yeah. you you were just cracking up the whole time you know listening to it like and like I would I just didn't get a lot of it um no, at the true. time I I liked certain things um but I didn't really I I, I didn't really get like I mean I was like 5 so I didn't really get what was going on. I just remember you cracking up about it and really being super into it. And, um, and, and of course, in my head, I thought, oh, this is one of these things that just older people are into, <laughs> one of these cool things.
0: So the next album that he came out with was called Owlpalooza. And I didn't buy it, but I ended up listening to it because uh, when I was at camp because Bizzalel, Bizzazel, <laughs> I uh, had it, and I just borrowed the, the CD or tape from them. I forget which one it was. Right. And that is such an interesting. It had a parody of MacArthur Park, which was called Jurassic Park, obviously, making fun of the, the, the movie that was just out recently. Which was pretty funny just because it was so. It was basically talking about the movie pretty closely. There was also something that wasn't an amazing song, but it was making fun of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, which was, you know, the thing about the Flintstones. Yeah. Yeah. But the things that were interesting to me in particular, because a lot of that stuff I didn't really find to be that memorable, I guess. But one of them was Icky Breaky Song, which was Mm -hmm. making fun of Icky Breaky Heart, Mm -hmm. which is just one of the worst songs that was popular ever. Because it's not fair to just say the worst songs, period, because Uh there's so many just horrible things that nobody's heard. But Iggy right. Breaky Heart was very popular. Right. So in this, you know, he talks about all these other, you know, terrible bands, some of which I don't actually agree with, necessarily. Like, I don't think the BGS are terrible, or, uh, yeah. I don't think ABBA is really, I think ABBA gets a bad rap, but I, I like yeah. a lot of their stuff. But then, of course, he talks about, like, the Village People, which is like, well, alright. Or, you know, Yoko Ono, which is obvious, Mano, yeah. you know it's like okay well those are easy but it was funny just because it was just blatantly and we didn't see i want to talk about this a little bit later but you know usually he had it seems like he has respect for people what if his things is right. he always asks permission because even though you could probably make an argument that it's okay to parody you know then you could potentially get sued because you're trying to make a profit off of you know, parodying someone's work I think it would definitely lose, but, you know, you don't, want, he don't. he doesn't want the hassle to have to deal with that in the first place. So, you know, we, yeah, that was right. his thing. But here was the thing that was weird. So, there was this thing called Bohemian Polka, which was a polka cover of Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen, which I had never really heard before. So I thought this song was hilarious. Now, it turned out, of course, that he didn't make up any of the lyrics. Right, right. So, all the stuff about, you know, Beelzebub having a devil put aside for me. turns out, oh, that was part of the stupid song lyrics, which were intentionally supposed to be stupid.
1: What do you mean intentionally stupid?
0: The Bohemian Rhapsody is supposed to be kind of like this over-the-top, sort of operatic... Yes. Scene, and it's supposed to be sort of silly in terms of the actual lyrics. That's what they right. said at the time. Of course, I didn't know that, so mm-hmm. I just was thinking, oh, what... Weird Al's done it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But after that, I actually did start buying, you know, his actual albums. The well, next one was Bad Hair Day, right? Right, and I actually did buy that one. That was, of course, the one with the famous Amish Paradise,
1: which was like a hit. Like oh, I people, did. I remember. I mean, because Gangsta's Paradise was such a hit, and then and then Amish Paradise was such a hit, and of course the whole controversy—not controversy, but Coolio... Coolio was speaking, then yeah.
0: claimed that he never gave permission and then he said no I I didn't and then you know Weirdo Yankovic said that he had cashed his royalty check so was like mhm I don't know what to say we were I mean I wrote a letter of apology after he complained because maybe it was like an underling that accepted and cashed the check but they definitely took it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember Julio was saying, "Was that was that you know it was supposed to be a serious song and he doesn't he doesn't like uh, you know whatever whatever he's saying he's saying it's a serious song and 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 he didn't didn't find it he didn't like what we were I was doing what I was doing with it you know and that's and that's happened a few times I, I sort of understand it I don't.
0: Yeah, no. I think I, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, like, perspective.
1: the whole thing about about, about about these parodies. I guess it's kind of true. And sometimes, like when you, sometimes when you make fun of something, you can take away the seriousness of it. But, but I mean, really, like I, I I'm okay. He's he's parodied a number of songs that I really like. Do I like find no power in the songs now? Like I, I just I just don't really feel that way about yeah. about the songs in general. I think it's specifically yeah. known to be a like
0: a funny thing. Well, I mean, think it's about like, some it. of the. His, you know, some of his more popular stuff, I mean, like, for example, Eat It. Eat It is a great song. What about Another One Rides the Bus, which was one of his right. first songs, which is, you know, covering Another One Bites the Dust, which is a great song. Yeah. But in other words, I, I remember when we watched the behind-the-scenes on that DVD we have of some of, of the music videos, there's that, like, you know, the one that chose his first ever performance on, like, the Tom Snyder show or something, and his yeah. audience that had no idea was, and he just starts singing, another one rides the bus. They're just like, what? What's
1: well, the great, thing, the great thing about the whole setup was great, because he, um, like, he comes on, he's got, he's he's barefoot, <laughs> he's got the accordion, and he just has, uh, this other guy who's, who's his drummer, um, Adam Schwartz or whatever. Um, like, like with him, like, just, just like thumping on a suitcase and occasionally like there are things on the side of the suit, on the suitcase and make noise, like, arr, arr, like honks and things like yeah, that. Exactly. <laughs> he's right. just hitting it. Long. And it's right because the audience person doesn't know how to react and then they, and then, and then they start cracking up in the middle of it. And he's super into it too.
0: No, oh, yeah. He was like, another one, in the bus. Yeah. It yeah. Was great. And that's, and that's another thing, you know, is this, you know, he never treated it as just a joke. Right, it really right. puts it all into the performance and also writing the
1: stuff. Well one thing that's one thing that's really impressive is that is that when you hear the parodies of songs especially, they're like it's it's sometimes uncanny like how similar even the production sounds, you know, to the original song. So like 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 it'll the, the songs will often like you know, the instrumentation and all that will often sound like it's very similar to whatever the studio recording was of the original song. And you know, now that I've been like, like, doing like recorded music for, for some time, like, I, I knew that it was impressive at the time, and I realized like, whoa, it's pretty ridiculous. I mean, there are some differences. It doesn't sound exactly alike. Um, and you can tell that it's a little different, but he's pretty damn close. And that's a really, really, really difficult thing to do. Uh, to make, to make everything in your recording sound the same or very similar to you know the the original recording that he was that he was parodying.
0: Yeah, and he's only gotten better at it.
1: Yeah, I and mean, he's gotten better. I mean, there was a the whole thing he said, like with a uh, with a uh, can't can't touch this when he did can't watch this. First, he slowed it down because he wasn't as good at, rap- at rapping. But then once he did uh, for the straight out of Linwood al- um, album, when he did white and nerdy, making fun of uh um, which maybe his, his most popular
0: yeah, song right.
1: ever. Right. That uh, it's hard to say what's most what's most popular. I mean, were were more people talking about White and Nerdy than they were about um, you know, the American Pie one he did, the uh uh I think the so. Paradise. I think
0: it, it also tied yeah, in it, it, with like, yeah. you know, a lot of the whole way that viral videos were going around. Oh. Uh, so I think uh, it really like tied into that pretty well. It was also a very successful single, too.
1: His first successful single?
0: No, no. One of his most successful singles. Right. Okay, even. well let's let's go let's go back to Bad Hair Day though. Alright, well it's interesting that's... because every time you have any of any of his records, I always just sort of found you'll have some that are good, some at least one or two that's like really good, and some that are sort of like, well, okay. Like what there's interesting because for example, on that one you had Everything You Know Is Wrong, which I really Find very enjoyable. Yeah, that's
1: a really good song.
0: Yeah, and
1: it the Sound went crazy. Remember the Night that was Right,
0: crazy? an amazing that which was an amazing original song. And, and there's like, and the, there's also I remember Larry and God. yeah, and oh, that, was, that was such an awesome. I never
1: forget about
0: Larry. <laughs> but that was one of the best of the polka ones, and and it was because it was called the alternative polka. And right. now there's one of these that. I never thought fit, even at the time, but I'm just going to go through this quickly. Loser, by Beck. Sex-type thing, by Stone Temple Pilots. All I Want to Do, by Sheryl Crow. Closer, by Nine Inch Nails. Bang and Blame, by R.E.M. You Ought to Know, by Alanis Morissette. Bullet with Butterfly Wings, by the Smashing Pumpkins. My Friends, by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I'll Stick Around, by Foo Fighters. Black Hole Sun, by Soundgarden. Basket Case, by Green Day. Right. And what's great is, except for the Sheryl Crow one, which I don't really feel like it fits with alternative... Oh, yeah. Oh, you're saying it's in an alternative category. Yeah, it doesn't fit with the others.
1: Yes, you're saying. Oh, it was, it was great. <laughs> he did a closer, and he's like, I want to, ah, you like an animal. <laughs> we we get some funny
0: sound. Well, that's there. why th- th- this is a great one for polka because of that sort of serious, grudgy, alternative sound to just make it so ridiculous. Like, starting with loser is a great way to do it. <laughs> well, also, so well, so once once again, you know.
1: I didn't really get I, I knew by the point you had gotten Bad Hair Day, um I, I knew that he was doing parodies of songs. Um I didn't know all the songs, but yeah. I, I knew I knew he was doing parodies, but I didn't get what the polka thing was. And like I sort of recognized a couple of songs, maybe, but I didn't but like I, I I like so I wasn't sure like what he's doing. I'm a loser, baby, so why don't you kill me like <laughs> Yeah. I I liked Yeah the um, he also, uh, uh uh Don't start making phony calls. Please stick to the seven-digit numbers you're used to.
0: Right. Well, <laughs> That was okay, I guess. I, I, but I was never really a huge fan of Waterfalls in the first place. Oh, what are I you talking about? That's just my thing. Yeah,
1: I wouldn't say Waterfalls the, the best one
0: uh,
1: necessarily. I, I like, I like, I definitely like Scrubs a little better. And
0: uh, oh well, I definitely like that a lot better. So. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: I mean, but. It's no scrubs, but yes.
1: No scrubs, whatever. Well, you know, I didn't want, I, I
0: didn't want to have any scrubs, so I, I denied the scrubs, you know. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, think about some of the ones that you don't remember as well. Like, there was one... <laughs> the ones you know I don't remember. It. Right, like, there's one called Calling and Sick, and I'm So Sick of You. I think and, like, Who, who could That's what I'm saying. Like, it's like, you know, it's just—it's interesting that there are some that, you know, re, a replay over and over again, and then some I just... Eh, I'll, I'll listen to it once,
1: and then I'm kind of done with it. I was in I was in fourth grade, I believe, when when um when Bad Hair Day came out, and I remember like we were singing Amish Paradise, like 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 different kids were talking about Amish Paradise in, in you know like in in my class and in my grade, and we were, we would we would talk about it. We would you know see who remembered more of the lyrics, and you know a lot of people love the line tonight we're gonna party like it's sixteen ninety nine. You know that 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 whole thing, and 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 the other thing too is like I, I had never seen the music video by that point anyway, and then I saw the music video was pretty it's pretty funny as well. So um, and then the, <laughs> it said like churning lots of butter, Uh then I don't know, i ain't butchering the lines, but but it, um, I mean what was really cool about it is is that is that you know we knew the song, we knew Gangster's Paradise on the radio. And then we knew um, this song. So um, yeah, Right.
0: right. right um, well, let's talk that, about the the one that came after, which is called "Running with Scissors," because there's a, there's some very interesting things that happened on this. One of one, of course, was "The Saga Begins," which was the parody of American Pie by uh, Don McLean, and I think it's, there's actually a lot of sort of interesting things about that one. I think, and I'm trying to remember, when did the Madonna cover come out? That was, I guess that was, um, let's see, oh, it was 2000. So it was after this one. But the saga begins with interesting because he basically wrote it as a summary of The Phantom Menace. But right. he did it by looking up spoilers on the internet. And then he went to a pre-screening that cost a lot of money for because char- it was like a charity screening. So he had to pay a lot to get in. Uh-huh. And then it turns out he had done he had uh, the spoilers were so good that he only had to make a couple small changes to the song. Uh-huh. And the original guy who wrote the first you know, you know, the, the American Pie, Don McClain, he said that his children played it so much that they uh, often accidentally sang Riddle Yankovic's lyrics instead. Uh-huh. And he said he sometimes sings the wrong lyrics when he performs American Pie.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which, yeah, you know, it, that's pretty impressive because he—he's heard it a lot of times.
1: And like, and, th- and that's and that's that's no small feat. Like, like being able to have something, um, have something written that people are gonna remember. You know, that that's a parody is still is still impressive. Like, it because it's not like, like you know, he could just be like, you know, bye bye, Mister Anakin guy. Da, 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 da. You know, he, he just make up a bunch of words just to the tune of it. People do that all the time. And people make parodies and and record their parodies and all that. But um, yeah,
0: people have been trying to copy Weird Al's success for a long time. Obviously, people have been doing parody stuff forever. But I mean, even when you go back to classical music, people were creating parody versions of other people's work. I mean, right. even Mozart did that at times. But yeah. You know, so it's not like it's anything new. Weird Allelius, <laughs> weird, <the, Amadeus. laughs> yeah, weird,
1: weird Amadeus, weird Amadeus, <laughs> weird Amadeus. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and he to the just like polka versions of <laughs> of of like do 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 and 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 <laughs> and then like. Mozart got really uh, angry about it, you know. And, no, no, Salieri got
0: mad about it. It wasn't. Was. It wasn't
1: Mozart. <laughs> Mozart probably loved it. He's like, "Oh, that's delightful."
0: <laughs> but he could have used more fart sounds.
1: More fart sounds, of of, of course.
0: Uh, there were some um, other uh, popular ones. There was something called "Pretty Fly for a Rabbi," which was a parody of "Pretty Fly for a White Guy," which was uh Let's be honest, not such a good song.
1: Yeah, I mean. It's interesting that's one of Offspring's most famous songs because Offspring has some fucking awesome songs, but you know,
0: whatever. Yeah, um, I know it's kind of weird, but it all—it's interesting. So it also had—I'm not going to get into the ones that I don't think are as interesting, but it had your horoscope for today, which I liked, and of course it's all about the Pentiums, which you know is a little dated now. Wait,
1: wait, here, here, here's your here's your horoscope is great song because I mean what's really What's really good, besides the fact that it's a great song, like, it's a, it's a, I mean, it's supposed to be sort of a parody of Mighty Mighty Boston, but in general, it's a, it's a parody of Ska, and, yeah. like, I, I know quite a bit of Ska, I mean, Craig knows even more, but, like, you know, it, they do a really, really, really good job at, at, um at, uh, at parodying Ska in general, and it's not even, like, they don't just parody that, you know, the the, the beat and the guitar, the, the general guitar rhythm or riff that that, that they do in ska. like they, like everything, the way they yell, oh, "Scorpio," and and at the end when there's the organ, like um, and then the horns they have, like it's it's perfect, it's a it's a perfect parody, and it's a great song too. Like like you, what was it about the javelin through your chest? What was the thing?
0: Yeah, your fiance hurls. He's like, It'd be to supplies? be surprised today when your fiance hurls a javelin through your chest. A <laughs> javelin through your chest. <laughs> <laughs> um. So apparently, like, so he, there's like another sort of not as well known thirteenth son of the zodiac, uh, which is called Aphoucus. And so in 2011, he uh, Weird Al posted on his Twitter a new lyric for that particular. Zodiac sign, which was, you'll become the center of attention when you replace every square inch of your skin with plexiglass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, uh,
0: but what, it also has one of the best songs he's ever done, the eleven minute and twelve and uh, twenty three second song, Albuquerque.
1: Yeah, it's a, the, <laughs> the whole song is great. In fact, every time I go on a on a plane. Every time what plays through my head is because I have my trade table up, up and, my and my seat back, back in the full upright right position. position. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. And that's <laughs> great because he said the whole thing is that he survived the plane crash because he had his trade table up and his seat back, <laughs> back in the full upright position.
0: And you know, I love you said in the beginning, he's like, and nobody survived except for me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and, he said, and it was around that time that a little ditty started going through my head. Ah! Ah! It <laughs> oh, I've, I've totally stolen that joke, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just very well done. And of course, when we went to see him in concert, that was his uh, encore presentation, which was uh, amazing.
1: Yeah, and he said, and he's like, hey, E." e. e eat, 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 um, turkey! Turkey! <laughs> <cookie.
0: laughs> right, and he went on a yeah. really extended riff on all the different donuts and things that they didn't have during the uh, during the performance. I mean, remember? Oh, oh, he's an
1: extended one?
0: Oh, yeah, it was totally extended. Oh, that's,
1: that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No, he just kept going.
1: We um, should, should we talk about his performances now or go on with the with the albums?
0: Uh, well, let's keep... Let's finish up the albums first before we get into the performance thing. Yeah. But... So that was a pretty great album, too. And after that, of course, was Poodle Hat. Uh, well, let's keep, let's finish up the albums first before we get into the performance thing. Yeah. But, so that was a pretty great album, too. And after that, of course, was Poodle Hat.
1: I love that album. And I think, I think, even though I, it's some, I think it's pretty much lesser known, I think, it was also like around the time – I think it was in ninth grade. It was around the time that I was just collecting albums anyway. So that was like an album in my regular rotation. And there were some really good ones on there. They had the the one at the end that was like a Frank Zappa, you know, a style the style of Frank Zappa thing that was a, a genius in France. Mm-hmm. Sort of about a Jerry Lewis or whatever I think it was Jerry Lewis.
0: Well, that's what he said. Like, Because remember, at the time, there was this whole – Sort of anti France nonsense because uh, of the post September 11th thing. You know, people, it's not French fries, it's freedom fries. Right. And he was at, and, he's like, and he, he said, no, that wasn't my intention at all. I wrote it before that. And it was right. really meant to be like how they were, it was sort of this, like, why do they find people like Jerry Lewis so appealing? I don't get it. Uh-huh. It was really supposed to be it. That was the uh-huh. joke. Not uh-huh. that, like, French people are idiots, or that, you know, per se. It's just that, you know, they find this guy to be a genius, even though I definitely
1: don't. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, when I tell a stupid joke, they laugh. Ha, 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 ha. They laugh. <laughs> <laughs> people in France have lots of attitude. They're snotty and rude. They like disgusting food. But when they see me, they just come unglued. They think that I am one-happening dude. <laughs>
0: Um, Um, Well, so, that album also had Couch Potato, which was the parody of Lose Yourself by Eminem. Which which almost was a hit, but what happened? Well, what happened was it was supposed to be a music video, and then Eminem denied permission to shoot the video. Permission for the song, but not the video. Exactly. And it was just like, oh, all right. So then they ended up using Bob, which, you know, it's fine. Bob, of course, a parody of... uh, of Bob Dylan.
1: What and, it really actually was a parody of, even said it was in the style of, it actually was a, a, a parody of um, of Bob Dylan's... Uh, of No, uh, no, no, no. The video, the video that he did for it, uh, that we did for it, was a parody of Subterranean Homesick Blues, but the song itself was Bob Dylan's 115th Dream, as the name of the song, which is an awesome song, which is also kind of hilarious in, in its own way.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, the, the video's fine, but, you know... And the song is also fine, considering it's just a I bunch of palindromes. Yeah, and <laughs> you know him doing the. Uh, oh. I'm in <laughs> <amigo>. a wheel. A journey. Well, it was it,
1: it was really good because the whole thing is Dylan, like especially like the songs around that era, like people, you know, the whole thing is you you don't know what he's talking about in the songs, which also we got to make a little reference. Shout out to a. Uh, to uh, Dewey Cox, to that movie, to Walk Hard, when he's like, <laughs> oh, he's, Toaster oven, life.
0: <laughs> right, well, uh, the... But, yeah. Uh, another one he had was a parody of Hot in Her by Oh, yeah, That was great. There's some there. Yeah. There's yeah, you better take the trash out.
1: And Jeremy, was the best line in it. Wait, <laughs> uh, the,
0: I don't know. What are you thinking?
1: He's got a... I got, a, like, a mob, but it's in my basement. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, in my closet. What? I'm just kidding, doggone it. Um, oh, right. I, guess I do it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, it also had Hardware Song, which was a great original piece. Yeah. Where he used, like, sounds of hardware in the song, which I, I liked a lot. And, of course, there was a Complicated Song, which was the parody of Complicated by Wolverine, which oh, was yeah. That's- good. Yeah, that was pretty good too. And then, of uh, course, what, one of the better ones, which was a "Why does this always happen to me," which was a style parody of Ben Folds, who also played the piano in the recording, which was just amazing. Song, amazing. Yeah, and he's <laughs> <is>, when he, <laughs> Simpsons, he's like, if "I was going to tape the Simpsons." Why do I yeah. have to let the Simpsons?
1: interrupt the Simpsons just for this, just for the earthquake in Peru.
0: Yeah. And he said to my boss,
1: my boss boss he, he took a letter opener stabbed his his boss face no, he, he had a
0: knife and he stabbed him right in the face he's like but wouldn't right. you know it my knife got stuck <laughs> <laughs> It's about to happen now and then uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I never met his sharp the tip a little what
1: and he's like, like yeah. I won't be quite as sharp, sharp again, again
0: right yeah. but that also had one of the interesting polka medleys, which was uh, called Angry White Boy Polka. Oh yeah, yeah. The uh, Papa Roach, System of Down, The Vines, The Hives, The White Stripes, The Strokes, which is a lot of thes, Disturbed, uh, Raging as the Machines, Renegades of Funk, Limp Bizkit, Stained, Kid Rock, POD, and of course, Eminem again, with the rolls om City. And it's kind of interesting, just because a lot of those people sounded very similar. I always like System of Down, In particular, I always thought they were good. Obviously, Rage Against the Machine is pretty good. Eminem Eminem sort of stands out because he's not really quite the same as this sort of generic white boy sound of anger. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean,
0: I like. I don't like
1: the whole thing about Eminem with the couch potato thing, but Eminem is awesome. Like, there's
0: no, no. yeah, it's it's still good. So, it's interesting what happened after that because if you remember, so the thing that came after that was called Straight Outta Linwood if you remember, right, and this is the one that, you know, became really very popular because it had the, that was the white and nerdy, what we're talking about, the ride and buy a chameleon era. right? and, uh, you know, the the YouTube became a really huge hit, and it would definitely became like a whole, you know, he got, you know, he was, uh, he was definitely good at rapping on it, so you were talking about how he improved with that, too.
1: Right, right. Do even Chameleon Air say like like he did a pretty good job with a with the rapping?
0: Yeah, and I thought that was actually a pretty strong album in general. It had a pancreas, which I liked a lot. Uh, Canadian idiot was okay because American yeah. idiot was is not such a good song, so you, it's hard to make it sound good. Of course, then I'll Sue ya, which was the Rage Against. American oh, Beatles. that was great. Yeah. That's... yeah. <laughs> Virus yep. alert was pretty good. Con- I lo- I also like Confessions Part Three, which was oh, a yeah. parody of Confessions <laughs> Part Two of a Biographer. <laughs> there well, he we- did that one live. That yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Cool. was he was very good.
1: He had the video going in the background and he was performing it on stage, and he was like exactly synced up with what was going on behind him, like on the screen.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it, that was very impressive. Uh, uh, but that uh, that I mean, there was like Weasel Stopping Day, which was kind of fun. Close but no cigar. Which was pretty good. Do I creep you out? Don't download the song. It was so pretty. Strong, don't
1: song was great because okay. So the whole premise for those of you who don't know the whole premise. of The song is is like you know he was sort of like he he was kind of lashing out sort of making fun of uh, people, uh, big time artists who were who were like lashing out Napster and like downloading and and things like that. And in the middle, of, in the, in the, towards the end, uh, like like he says in the uh, he, he says like. Don't download this song. Even Lars Ulrich says
0: it's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, as you might have rem- imagined, he offered it available for free on his MySpace page. <laughs> to download, yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, so so here's what he said about file sharing. I have very thick, mixed feelings about it. On one hand, I'm concerned that the rampant downloading of my copyright-protected material over the Internet is severely eating into my album sales and having a decidedly adverse effect on my career. On the other hand, I can get all the Metallica songs I want for free! (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. (laughs) People might not remember, but Metallica, in particular, Lars Ulrich, the least talented of Metallica.
1: He's not the least talented.
0: I know, I'm being unfair. He's a pretty good drummer. (laughs) No, he is a good drummer. But he... uh, he was all just complaining about Napster, which in fairness was kind of crazy in terms of how much people downloaded. I never was like huge into just, let am just going to mass download everything. I just couldn't afford to actually buy things because I was a poor college student. But, right. you know, I knew some people who would download gigs and gigs of music and it's like, what are you doing with all this? And then, you know, they would download stuff and then delete. They listen to a few of them, but not even all of it, and delete it more so they could download more. It's like, what are you doing with all these songs? You're not doing anything with them. Some people even burned, like, hundreds of songs onto CD onto CDs so they could, you know, as MP3 files. I don't know if anything ever happened, I guess, to just keep it. And of well, course, that's right, because like
1: you, you, were, you were in college when... Right, you so we there. had
0: the bandwidth to really get all the songs. People were, you know, downloading so much of that stuff. Uh, and because that was really when it exploded. Because before that, to get MP3s, there were ways to do it, but it was not so easy, and it wasn't so, it wasn't so, I guess, monitored. It wasn't so scrutinized. Mapster made it really easy. But of course, what happened is that uh, you know the studios, instead of saying, "Look, people want the ability to get songs easily and maybe cheaply," they instead said, "Ah, oh, no, oh no, you don't. Mm-hmm. It's, it's- you know, CDs and giant boxes filled with trimmings each one for $50 a piece. I, I
1: mean, also, also, I mean, I, I think also to be fair, like it was a sudden like change and shift, like they were doing things with the CD, the CD thing. So shit, because I mean, things did, sh- things have shifted since then. You right, know, you have.
0: Their response was just to be like terrified. And right. of course, right, right. as we know now. People are more than happy to buy songs in iTunes or Amazon or whatever. Or they
1: do the Spotify, Spotify. thing.
0: Yeah, um, people love Spotify, and they pay for that, you know, just to like, yeah. get rid of ads and everything. So it's just, it was just sort of short sighted, and if they had gotten in early, they could, you know, if any of these places had gotten in early, they could have probably made a lot of money off of building off of Napster and, you know, saying, like, hey, you know, Napster's changing or turning into a subscription service or whatever. You know, I think you could have gotten a lot of people paying a little bit of money just to do that kind of thing. You know, if you have, like, you know, hey, you can listen to a 100 songs a month or something, or whatever it was, for, you know, $5, people might have been actually willing to pay that. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. But, of course, that album, if we're getting back to it, also had another classic long song, which was called Trapped in the Drive-Thru, which was like a pitch perfect parody of Trapped in the Closet by the terrible oh. person and okay musical artist R. Kelly.
1: Oh, that was the one where he did live that, that had the thing on you know, the screen. I was wrong about about confession. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah it was trapped. Yeah. It was trapped tra- in the drive-through.
0: Which was it was amazing.
1: He did live. Yeah,
0: it was amazing. Yeah, just to same, watch and do it, and it was uh, it was very well written. <laughs>
1: And he's like, he's like going to drive through with his wife, and like, and like, and like his wife said, and like, because most of it was like him just having like a conversation with his with his wife, and, and like, like driving there, and then, and then like, but she mess, she changed her order for a second, and he goes, I don't know who you are anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Don't I know you aren't you aren't you guys next to me in the class or <laughs> whatever? And my wife says, No he's not Then it got real quiet. Then it got real intense. And then she said, it'll be fourteen dollars and twenty two cents
0: Now yeah, and R. Kelly's like trapped in the closet. I don't I'm not even sure if uh What's going to be more memorable? I mean, people still remember that stupid thing.
1: Well, also, also because South Park did the great. Well,
0: they did the do a great, good trapped great parody
1: episode. Just, I mean, that entire, I mean, that was just one of those like genius South Park episodes where they just made fun of so many things at the same time. <laughs> and they had R. Kelly just he kept so I pull out my gun because <laughs> in, in the the trapped in the closet thing they they had um R. Kelly just kept pulling out his gun you know, stupidly (laughs) and singing about it.
0: Yeah, so it's interesting what happened, you know, after the that's you know, that album came out, which was oh, right, no, there's one thing I forgot, which was the the James Blunt thing. If you remember, there he had this song called You're Beautiful. Which (laughs) was so James Blunt had given a weird given permission to record a a parody which is going to be called You're Pitiful. But his label said, no, we're not going to let you do that. So Weird Al Yankovic leaked it, and then he also performed it live at a lot of concerts. Which is right. interesting.
1: And then and you have, like, didn't one, like the, uh, didn't one of the shirts say, like, BMG sucks or whatever? whatever. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, what, what Never
1: was... had a date that you couldn't inflate. <laughs>
0: What the, so the thing that happened next I thought was actually kind of interesting, because what he did was he started releasing MP3s as, a, as a, you know, EPs individually as he was making them. You know, and then he was saying, and then his eventual album would have all of those plus additional stuff. Yeah. So the first of those was called Whatever You Like, which was a parody of T.I.'s Whatever You Like. Neither of which I like that much, but whatever. We like. Well, I just, didn't, I just don't care for the song. I think it's kind of a boring-sounding song. But then there was Craigslist, which was the party of the Doors, and Skipper Dan, which uh, is an amazing song. Do you remember that one? No. Skipper Dan? It's like, I'm a tour guide on the Jungle Cruise ride. Skipper Dan is my name. Like that. It's basically about a guy who who went to Juilliard, and he w- wanted to be a become... An oh, actor, right, actor, right, right. But now he's just living at the Skipper Den. It was, like, amazing because it, of you know people just talked about different ways to interpret it and, like, was he happy, was he unhappy? What, what did it mean about life and philosophy? You know, and I, it's... Anything that can create that kind of conversation to me is interesting. But it's also a very... It's an interesting song to listen to. Mm-hmm. And he also did something called cnr which was about charles nelson riley which was just silly because nobody knew who charles nelson riley was i only know because i used to watch some old reruns of the some of those 70s shows where he like um like match game where he was on right but i i was i wasn't alive when he was first popular so it was just like sort of silly cuz he's like a very he's a very effeminate individual so that seemed that seemed like a sort of a like a boring joke to me, I guess. Right. And right. then, of course, he had Ringtone, which was a style parody of Queen. That was his last individual release. And I always thought that for a style parody of Queen, I don't know, it, it didn't always seem like a really like Queenish song. Like sometimes it did, but I don't know, I wasn't like blown away by it. But right. then, of course, he had his release, which was called Alpocalypse which Mm -hmm. is also his last one released in 2011. And it was interesting, you know, what he so If you remember, he had the Lady Gaga one perform this way. That's right, that's right. That actually wasn't, yeah, that actually wasn't bad. Yeah, and apparently, like, apparently Lady Gaga herself, there's, like, a whole thing where, you know, the Lady Gaga's manager granted, you know, was gonna say okay let me give the lyrics to her and then the manager said she said no and then it, and there was like a whole thing about like like social media saying what why is lady gaga afraid of weird al yankovic and then she said oh no i give permission i'm a huge weird al fan yeah. so, I, mean, I mean i mean lady
1: i actually i actually like plenty of lady gaga she's also kind of like it, it's interesting because she already has her own like ridiculousness going on, you know. Yeah. So it's interesting that she's kind of like, I don't know, like like I I don't know what um I don't know what people's uh, opinions are for these what they think it'll be, but I I think it's just a good rule of thumb just to, just to oh, let right. uh just you know just like you should just let Weird Al <laughs> do your your song like like it's kind of like one of these things that what it seems like is that um. It's kind of like this, uh, not not rite of passage, but it's like this uh, sort kind of award, you know, that you can get in the music industry if Weird Al covers your song. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of like a statement. It's like, it, yeah, it's like getting an award. I, I feel like, you know, it's, it's oh, something. Yeah, the, I mean, like, like I, I literally, literally have never. What did you say? Go ahead. I, I literally never. I mean, I've been part of it. I mean, I'm biased because I'm a Weird Al fan, but. But I'm like a huge music fan, like I mean a gigantic music fan, like like it's you know like a religious liking in a lot of ways, um, and and I I never you might say you're a bit of a music nerd. Ah, you might say so, see uh, But I, I would say that like that I've never thought less of an artist or this the, the power of a song or the, the artist because Weird Al did a cover of it. It's it, there's this, there's this interesting thing, just like with just comedy in general, that 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 you know that, that people can get protective of, and it's like eh, I, I I see I see what they're saying, but it's like why can't you laugh about stuff? So I mean, even my favorite artists, always, always my favorite bands, my favorite my favorite musicians, always I've made fun of them. You know, the yeah. songs I write, I do just I do like like versions of it where I'm just talking about dicks, like that's literally what Craig and I do for a bunch of our songs. We also have, we just sing alternative lyrics that just have to do with ball sacks and things like that. Like that's literally what happens. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know, you know, I think, uh, I don't have to, I, I like, I, I see what people are saying, but also like, I, I respect the, the, I mean, I really will say artistry behind it. Like he's, he's so good at it. And just because it's funny, you know, we're supposed to be parody, you know, that sometimes gets lost in terms of how much goes into it. But there's, there's a ton and then the, the additional things, he's just super talented in general, and uh, we haven't talked really about L T V much, but we should mention a little bit well, about we'll that.
0: We'll get into that, but I want to say that, like, in comparison to some of his previous stuff, I wasn't blown away by Apocalypse. Right, right. I mean, compared to Straight Out of which had some great stuff, and Poodle Hat, which I think is probably, it's at least my favorite. You know, yeah, Poodle has uh, really. Although good. obviously, I'm always going to have a lot of fond memories for "Off the Deep End," which was the first one I ever listened to, which I actually still think has some pretty good stuff on it, including yeah. some his cover of that Miley. Uh, the no, sorry, I was almost going to say Miley Cyrus. No, the Millie Vanilli song is so much is it's very listenable and so much better than either of the two Millie Vanilli songs. Which which Millie Vanilli song? So it was called. So it was called the the Plumbing Song is the one. That he wrote, and it was making fun of "Baby, Don't Forget My Number" and uh, "Blame It on the Rain." Right, right, right. And it's—I really liked it. I I find it's just like it's a good song. I think the way it's written and the way it sounds. But you know, that's just sort of my feeling on that.
1: When I said when I when you said "Milly Vanilla," it reminded me of um uh, remember uh, (laughs) uh, Andy Dick did the. The thing, I um, and he it was Daphne Aguilera. or oh, that's right. called it, or the character, Which actually was not his character. No, and he, he yeah. was just saying, like, I'm not, I am ain't going to lip sing. I ain't going to do no Millie Vanilli shit. And I was just thinking we should do a dick cast.
0: <laughs> I don't even know what that means. An
1: Andy, an Andy Dick
0: podcast. What? Oh, <laughs> oh,
1: oh, oh. <laughs> All right. And i just really a dickass. I'm an Andy dickass or
0: nerd punches dick. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, nice. I want to talk about some of the some of the, you know some of the other theft that happened earlier on because I only heard mostly a lot of that stuff later on. You know, when I was in college, I, I, you know, I listened to a bunch of his older songs too. That that I. That, because I had access to that stuff. And of course, since then, I bought like the Essential Weirdo Yankovic, which is uh, three discs of some of the songs. But it's interesting because there was this thing that came out in the early 90s called the Food Album, which someone I knew had. And it's interesting because, you know, it's, it's it's sort of funny that he had a, had a bunch of songs sort of foodie-related. Obviously, a lot of people make jokes like, oh... Oh, isn't all all the songs about food? And you know he had this one album, and apparently he was not—he didn't want to have the release because he thought it was just you know money grubbing of the studio. He didn't think it was necessary, so he thought it was kind of silly. And there were some that were left off. One of them was called "Girls Just Want to Have Lunch," which Weird Al has said is his most hated song. Because he was essentially forced to write a parody of "Girls Just Want to Have Fun" mm-hmm. in, in that way, because it, that song was popular, and they thought he should write another song like making, you know, talking about food, because they thought it would be as popular as "Eat It." So he right. never liked it, and yeah. he needed to cut a, a song. It anyway. makes sense because
1: the song, the song is like the song is like it's all right, but it's not you know it's not as memorable as the other stuff. It's kind of annoying.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, that one he had, uh, it, so that one, I mean, I just think like, it had fat, of course, and lasagna, which was a parody of La Bamba, yeah. which was okay. Addicted to spuds, which was addicted to love, making fun of, um, and then one of his earlier ones, I Love Rocky Road. Yeah. Was, uh, I Love rock and Road. Uh, there was something making fun of Stan called Spam, of course, Eat It, My Bologna, which was making fun of My Sharona. hmm You know. And then there was something called Theme from Rocky 13, The Ryder the Kaiser, which was basically about Rocky Balboa, who is now old and retired and is running a deli. <laughs> yeah, so I mean. But as you know, there was
1: going to be a, a movie about Rocky. Rocky.
0: Yeah, yeah. Actually, actually
1: the, the last Rocky movie, Rocky Balboa, was pretty good.
0: Yeah, well, you know, there's a recent new Rocky movie. Which called, yeah. Uh, Rocky versus De Niro.
1: A little bit, a little bit.
0: <laughs> was, yeah, they had so many references to Rocky in it; it was ridiculous. Oh, it's so
1: it's so clear that it's like a Rocky sorta of thing.
0: Yeah, well, it was it's it's like oh, hey, look, De Niro was in a famous boxing movie, Stallone was in a famous boxing movie. Let's have them fight again. Yeah, it's just like it was just lazy, I guess, is what it was. But it's interesting because you know, if you look back at like some of these old polka medleys. So it's like it's interesting to see how things have changed and what's been popular at different times. You know what I mean, right? Like if you look at like his first Polka Medley, which came out in '84, was called Polkas on Forty Five, and it had it had like Sex on the Water and Hey Jude, In a God of de Davida. He would just sort of he would just Every Breath You Take, Should I Stay or Should I Go, My Generation.
1: Oh, that's right, that's right. I have I I, I do know what you're talking about.
0: And yeah. He just sort of like you know put a whole bunch in there. Of course, then after that he started getting a little bit more, like specific to that that exact time, like having you know Tina Turner's or Hollow Notes, Twisted Sister, Ninety Nine Luftballons, etc. So it's interesting just to look through because sometimes they work really well. I, I tend to find that those polka mixes are always pretty good. It's uh, it's all, it's nice because sometimes he released his own like video version of them. And although some of them he never did, but people on YouTube, of course, who have all the time in the world, have managed to make you know versions of all of these, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. Although sometimes they get taken down because you know. Well,
1: mm. well, well. It's interesting because I mean, there's been so like you see like the intense love for Weird Al people have. So remember the whole thing where they, they made that fake um that fake trailer for a Weird Al uh for like a Weird Al biopic. Oh yeah, yeah, the
0: yeah. funny or die" thing. That was
1: it's great. funny. was like, "I'm the weird one. I'm the weird one." Right. And then Madonna's thing. Like, oh yeah, like a surgeon. We forgot to talk about that one. Yeah. Right. So that I hear you want to parody one of my songs.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was when I realized that Olivia Wilde was uh, actually talented.
1: Yeah. Before yeah. that,
0: I didn't realize that she was because I thought I was like, oh, it's just another like pretty girl, but I, she was very good at that playing Madonna, which apparently Weird Al and Madonna hooked up in the fictionalized version of his life. <laughs> it's great. I love how when she was crying, she did, like, the hands in front of her face <laughs> dance move. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, then, of course, there was that other Funny or Die thing, which was when they got, when Funny or Die had more followers on Twitter than Weird Al. You remember that one? Yeah, yeah, and they're like, they're like, I'll go to the office (laughs) and he enter the conference room, and it's weird. Yeah, somebody brought it. Somebody brought a cake, and then of course he's like, he's like, then Weird Al turns around in his chair. He's like, it's a trap. (laughs) He shoots all of them. (laughs) He's, I vote die. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is interesting because Weird Al obviously he's been around since the early '80s. He's impacted so many people. You know, he's impacted so many comedians, not just parody singers, although obviously that too, because how could you not? Right. But you know, comedians in general, and he had such an interesting look. Of course, back in the day, he had like you know the really long curly hair and the big glasses, the Hawaiian shirts, and the accordion. So it was very and the mustache. Oh, that's right, the mustache. Yeah, I mean the mustache. Eventually, he got rid of the glasses and mustache, but he still had the hair, and you know, so and so. It's, now he
1: looks like a hit vegan, which hip, he is.
0: Right. Well, he always has been. And it's interesting just like where he shows up. I mean, if you even go back to like, I remember he was in the Naked Gun movies. He was in all of them actually. Now mm-hmm. that I remember. Like, you remember the Naked Gun movies?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not like super familiar with them, but I, I, I have seen. You was... know,
0: you've actually, OJ Simpson aside, I think you would actually like a lot of them. They're, you know, they're one of those like, just ridiculous movies that have Leslie Nielsen playing like it really straight. Don't call me Shirley. Well, that was Airplane. I know. I know. It was his first thing, but it, it sort of continues on that. But I think it's interesting because, you know, Weird Al Yankovic has just made so many cameos because he's instantly recognizable. Oh my god, it's Weird Al Yankovic! Right? Right, 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 right. You know, yeah, which,
1: which we we should uh, we should talk about LTV then.
0: Yeah, all right, all right, okay. You know, do little sketches. And then one of his great things is that he would make these fake interviews with celebrities where he would find a similar backdrop to wherever they were being interviewed and then just cut it together to make it seem like they were answering uh, much different questions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, And, of course, there were some great things about how, like, Eminem – Saying that he's, uh, you know, he he was basically hating on me. <laughs> he's 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 like,
1: relax, guy. I like gay men.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's like, and he's, and of course the response is, well, uh, Marshall, I don't know what to tell you, but I'm not gay. Care- he's and he's I don't like, don't no, we're, gonna, we're gonna we're
1: gonna get a couple of good looking dudes. <laughs> what? He's like, no, I'm saying yes. No, I'm saying <laughs> no,
0: yes. What I'm saying, no, right? I'm saying oh. yes.
1: I'm saying yes, yes. I know what you're saying. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, he was good. I mean, even the early ones too. Like the one with Madonna was great because, like, Madonna, like, he asked like like Madonna like a question. Madonna was like looking up, looking like up? at. What are you looking at? at, at? You? He's like, "What are you? What are you looking at?" <laughs> and then he said, "Do you have any advice for your fans? Life advice?" Ah, oh,
0: yeah, whatever. That <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. was great. Of course, the one that was the best. Which one was it?
1: No, there were so many good ones. I, I no, I, I can't really I can't say it best, but um, ones are really so there were some really good moments, like the, like the, uh, the one with Celine Dion, where she would talk about growing up, she's like, I could, I, I love the smell of my mother cooking. <laughs> and he's like, what? <laughs> and then there was the one with Avril Lavigne, where she's like, I've literally really been, been living been out, been out of a suitcase the past few months. months. He's like, you've literally been living out of <laughs> a suitcase. And he yeah. had one with, with, with Ozzy Osbourne, before the Osbournes. Um, that's true. That's true. And then, and then he had a great one because it was good. How like how just fucking like he got so like like he got like, <laughs> rancorous with. running into the one with Kevin Federline. Yeah, that and was, was just, one of the best ones. Yeah, because he was he was that's just true. laying into Kevin Federline like you've never seen Weird out Weird Out do. Like he starts yelling at it in the middle of it. But he said like you know what we're gonna do for the the second music video. Oh, that's yes. great that you think there's going to be
0: a second music video. <laughs> uh, I think also. One yeah. of the better ones was the Jessica Simpson one where she kept saying Jessica Sampson. <laughs> he's like Jessica Simpson. Jessica Sampson. Uh, uh Jessica Simpson. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well it's oh, the next one. Remember he said, um, <laughs> he was like, So what's the concept for your for your music video? Well, I really want to get like a real just a real club environment. <laughs> and he's like So, uh let me just take a guess. You're uh it's going to be at a club. Oh, yeah. So, and there are going to be people in it and they're going to be dancing. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, people will probably be, you know, drinking uh, in the music video. And he's like, yeah, he's like, no, that, that, that's great. That's a great music video. And he said, very original. what's one of your, what's one of your biggest talents? He's like, you know, I'm a very real person. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's right. He said, well, you, you're right, you exist. You <laughs> <do> exist. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. then he's yeah, then, yeah. So um, then he he was doing these uh, YouTube videos, you know, the face to face things, which were just sort of the continuation of that same idea. Yeah. Not necessarily promoting anything particularly. They, they. I mean, like,
1: I feel a little bit like. Like, I was a little oversaturated because, like, I liked him doing them out on the LTV stuff, but whatever. It's not really a big... Some
0: of them were really good, and some of them were okay, but some of them were just so funny that I think uh, it's worth to have them.
1: Well, there was a good one with Morgan Freeman where he was just, like, he's, like, saying, like, I'm going to do a striptease, and, like, and the lights are going off, and Morgan Freeman's like, no, 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 no.
0: <laughs> one of my favorite ones um, was with, uh, what's his name? Uh the guy from Mystery Man with the, with the mustache. Oh, William H. Macy. Uh, yeah. he's like, where he's like, he's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's like, and he's saying how anyone can do that. About where we're all gonna He's like, oh, shouldn't have said that. He's like, oh yeah, well, I could act too. And he takes up like the skull. He's like, to be or not to be? <laughs> that is the question. <laughs> Uh,
1: Jessica Sampson.
0: <laughs> so, even if some of, maybe, I would say that we probably found more comedy from his, like, his interview videos than right. videos from his songs, which I think, it's interesting how that works out. You know, it's hard to have a song be funny, especially it's hard to keep laughing at a song. Yeah, you know, which I've done in Weird Al songs. I know, it's I... just, it's interesting that for some reason, it's hard to have a song that continue, you know, consistently is funny. Because, I, I don't know, I guess part of it is sometimes the surprise of what you're not expecting. I think some things are still hold up as being pretty funny. I mean, everything you know is wrong is pretty good. Of course, uh why does this always happen to me? It's still pretty funny. You know, it's sort really of interesting. Because you know, sometimes you go back, and sometimes you can kind of laugh at sort of the stupid jokes and fat. Which are all just, they're all just fat jokes. Yeah, there,
1: yeah right? I mean... I never found. I also don't think "Bad" is one of Michael Jackson's best. I mean, some people really like it. I, I like it. I mean, but like,
0: um, I kind of like "Bad" uh, better.
1: Yeah, and I liked ah, "Eat It." Well, the great thing with "Eat It," first of all, "Eat It" was one of the first things I knew because actually I had heard about Weird Al when you were talking about it. I remember when I was young, really young, and I remember in kindergarten I remember someone putting on the, the the tape at like recess or something when we had like indoor recess, and I remember the whole thing where where he said, "Me, oh yeah, I mean, he does it." Like, he plays the guitar so loud and so much that he explodes. And so we just kept playing that, that, that song so we could hear him exploding, um, when he's playing guitar, which was pretty funny. Well, um, it was great. The, the, the video, video the, yeah, the, the video the, the, was amazing. Well, Cause they could, they would do like, um, like behind the music for Weird Al or something like that. They showed like the split screen between Weir, uh, Weird, Weird Owl between eat it and beat it. And pretty much it was almost exactly the same. You know, Weird odds did almost all the the dance moves like pretty well. Like, there weren't, he, it weren't <laughs> yeah, even like like I mean, I mean, did he ever? I mean, I think he I think he had some. I, I did he at any point have like a stunt double to do any of the dance moves?
0: Or was yeah, it just not, no, not for that. Uh, I think for some of like there might have been parts where there was a stunt double, but yeah. not for the dancing, especially because yeah. somebody you will know, do a little twirl. No, it
1: was for living with a hernia.
0: That he oh, had a stunt right. sl- double. That, that yeah. clearly, that clearly had the stunt double, which was fine, especially when he goes,
1: "Ow!" <laughs> but anyway, um, right? But but the, the whole thing with uh with EA, yeah, he's doing all the dance moves that was in the beat video, like everything. Even when like the picture would fall, or you know, or where where they would go. of course, they had different, you know, different uh props because because in 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 beat it, you know, towards the end when they had like the the two gangs had the knife fight. But like in and eat it. Like one has like a spoon, one has a fork. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's right.
1: Exactly. Well,
0: eating It is kind of it's, a, it's an interesting song. I like the way it's written. Uh, well, also, I mean
1: that song. That song. You could say you could say like, oh, you know, he does these songs about food. But actually, that song is more about you know just like saying like like just you better eat your food because other people are starving the world or whatever. You know, it's
0: basically that is what it is. It's about like a yeah. parent talking to a kid. Eat it. Yeah. Eat yeah it. It good uh let's talk about his uh
1: when we finish this off let's talk about uh his show his performance
0: well i did want to bring up one thing first which was dare to be stupid oh right that was amazing
1: that was Uh, a really good song that was uh, that's like legitimately one of his best songs like it's really good
0: the devo style parody of which devo himself said i am so unhappy that someone else wrote this instead of me yeah
1: yeah, a Dare to be Stupid. That was just so great. I mean, the music video was great. You know, it was like really, it was a really genius music video. It was like, talk with your mouth full. Bite the hand that beads you. Like, up more than you can chew. It's okay. You can dare to be stupid. Let's go. So yeah. let me
0: get the exact quote from Devo. He said, I was in shock. It was the most beautiful thing I'd ever heard. He sort of re-sculpted that song into something else. And um, I hate him for it, basically. And apparently it was also well-known because it was in the Transformers, the movie, which I never saw. So, I don't really know what to say. I mean, than, it's also, hmm.
1: I wonder what's better, Transformers or Weirdo. <laughs> right,
0: well, yeah, what a question. It's a question
1: of the century.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's interesting because so I was just looking that up, and apparently in a recent Transformers animated show, Al Yankovic had a guest voice as some... Uh, Machine, where he said that, uh, I am Ritgar, I dare to be stupid. You know, making a reference to that. Yeah. And you know, it is interesting, like, there was a, a Futurama episode, like, I think in the seventh season, where there were, oh no, not Futurama, it was a Batman Brave and the Bold, where they were <laughs> making fun of, like, the old Scooby-Doo, and, and, where basically Scooby-Doo and Batman that are, like, basically there's a Weird Al Yankovic concert, <laughs> just, that's that the Joker and the Penguin are basically stopping, really. Uh, and of course, Bria Yankovic plays himself. Yeah, of course. And, yeah, which is great. You know, and it's just well. Also, he did
1: he that one for the Simpsons. It was like it was one of a later episode where he did a uh, was uh, uh, It
0: was the John John Mellencamp song, I think. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Well, he, he did. Yes, he did. That's right. There was that, and then he had a late, which was not an amazing episode because that was the it was the gay episode. So. Yeah. But Weird, it, Weird Al was in the gay episode? Yeah, there was a whole thing about- with John it. Waters? No, 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 no. No, that episode was great. No, this was a later one where basically he moves out of the house and he's living with some of these gay guys and eventually he has Weird Al play a song to help win Marge back and everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, the John Waters episode was a great episode. You yeah. know, it's back to suicide again for me, etc. <laughs> you know. Just a, and of course he was great in it, John Waters. But the other weird uh, that I remember was in was something called that '90s show, and it was not a really great episode because it was one of these weird. They had you shows. mean that '80s show? No, no, no. It was an they, episode they, of the they Simpsons. did.
1: Oh, 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 oh.
0: Yes, that '80s show was a short-lived show that only I ever watched. But that <laughs> being said, the uh this '90s episode was. One of those weird sort of retcons where they said, oh well, because of the eight, you know, it's been, you know, almost 30 years of The Simpsons, we have to now say that instead of meeting in the 70s or 60s, they actually met in the, in the 90s. So right. that we can keep Bart and Lisa, et cetera, the same age. It's like, who cares? You don't have to do that. But whatever. The thing that was funny though, was they basically become a popular band that's like really obviously making fun of Nirvana and grunge in the way that they look and dress. And then of course they have a, the greatest part, which was the, when Weird Al Yankovic is parodying their songs uh-huh. by, by, with something called Brain Freeze. And then Homer's watching and turns off the TV and he says, he who is tired of Weird Al is tired of life. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, you know what? I'll give you, I'll give you that episode. Right. I'll give right. you that. All right. So you want to finish off by talking about his live shows?
1: Yeah. So, how long ago was it? It was, it was it was his uh it was his poodle hat tour. I'm pretty sure it was before um, sure? Straight Outta Linwood. Yeah, I'm pretty but sure. I think I might was, be right. It, it was right. quite a while ago, and we saw the show. Um, uh, you and I saw the show, and I, and I think what was cool about it was I I thought okay, this will be cool. You know, I'll go to I'll go to a Weird Al show. I've Never done that before, but it was literally one of the best concerts I've ever been to. I mean, it's in like the top five category le- categories like and there were a few like really awesome things about him. I mean, first of all is that he's a great performer. I mean, just in general. Um I mean, he's been doing it now for over 30 years. And then there's um the what what he did was, you know, he he you know, played a few songs like you know some of the, some of the classics and then he also performed some singles off of, or some songs off of the new album. But he since you want to hear so many like so many weird Al songs, uh he did something so clever, which is that he would Go through, like, one of his songs, go through the first verse and then the chorus, and then switch to another song and do the first verse and the chorus. So that was really cool, so you got to hear a lot of, a lot of Weird Al songs.
0: Yeah, plus he did a lot of costumes. Right,
1: right, and he did, I mean, I had actually heard that he had done a bunch of costume changes on stage, someone else had told me that, but seeing it in action was really cool, like it was, it was just super well done. The other thing that was really cool about it was that when he when when he was playing, you would thought you thought okay, well, here's gonna be a Re- weird Al. It's gonna be a Weird Al's show. It's gonna be all about him, and the band's gonna kind of be in the background. But like, you really felt like, even though it was a Weird Al show, you really felt like the band was playing. Like like he and the band had like really good chemistry with each other, and they were like, you're like, oh, a band is playing on stage. It's not just it's not just you know everyone look at Weird Al and, and how amazing he is, and even and 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 he would like interact with them. And remember, even at the end at the end when he's like when he was like, like introducing everyone like oh John Smith everyone or something like that like the, oh, the guitar the, the guitarist and he would he would just he he would just the <laughs> you know normally at a rock show they'll do like a solo and in this and this one he just did like <laughs> and then uh, he should do something really simple or the or like the, the drummer you just go doom doom doom. So it's pretty funny. Yeah. Um
0: of course, I think he he also did his fat suit too.
1: No, he did the fat suit
0: and the glasses and mustache.
1: Yep, he did. <laughs> That's right. Like that, uh, that was that was the great the great of course, thing
0: about her. Like we said, he did the Albuquerque as the uncle. Oh
1: my god, that was that was great. Like, yeah. I mean, the, the whole
0: here was the only one annoying thing. So one of the things that was good is that as they would go off to change and get ready for the next set, he you know, they would put on like LTV segments, which was great. You know watching these interviews, but then the problem was there was like one guy near us who I guess knew by heart some of these interviews and started <laughs> saying the the words to the, it's, it's not just a song that you're, okay I get it if you want to sing along with a band, I don't really like it per se, but I get it you know, I understand that's how it is at like a live performance, but don't speak along with the video, the, the interview that just ruins all the comic timing yeah, <laughs> it, was a, it was. It was amazing how bad. It, was, it, was, it was, was definitely one of the
1: smelliest shows I've ever been to. <laughs> you were so mean. It was, was, was it? Was it? Um. Okay, which was smellier, Jeremy? This or your black the Black Mesa show that you saw?
0: That was actually a lot more crowded.
1: Well, what was smellier though? That's what I asked.
0: You know, it's hard to say.
1: They're both a little.
0: They both smell in their own
1: special ways.
0: I just, I just felt really bad at the Black Mages concert because there was this lady that had like a panic attack and had to be taken out and I felt bad for her. Yeah. That's a downer man. But in the Weird Al concert, I didn't see, I just wanted to take one of those people outside because (laughs) it's like, stop, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, you know, he still is doing stuff. I mean, he's very active on the Twitter. Mm-hmm. That's great what he said about about downloading and Metallica. <laughs> so great. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So I don't know what he's doing right now. I assume maybe he's working on you know other stuff now. I mean, his last thing came out you know two years ago, and he had like five years between the, song, the album before that. He so. usually has has a
1: good amount of time between each album. Like it's not like he doesn't. He's prolific, just because, he, but he's been doing it for a while. But, but I mean, one thing that that, that always struck me was also when he did um, when he did uh, Poodle Hat. The uh, the Eminem songs that were on there were Couch Potato and Real Slim Shady, which just showed how much time had passed, because those those singles were kind of far apart from each other. Um, Lose Yourself by Eminem and and Real, Real Slim Shady. So,
0: all right. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Uh, there's some other stuff you know that he did that you know you never. I've seen. Like, you didn't really watch much of The Weird Out Show, which was a short-lived show on TV. Yeah, I saw a little bit of it. And it had some good stuff in there, too. Yeah. And of course, there, there was UHF, which I think, you know, you do need to see. Yeah. And it was one of those really interesting things in that I think, uh, as I recall I'm saying about it, it was one of the highest test, you know, like, voted in terms of test screenings of all time. Like, it had... Like ridiculously high ratings in the way, you know, that it came at you know, in like just people saying, "Oh, this was amazing." But yeah. in this, with the same month that it was out, the you know, you had you know, Ghostbusters two and License to Kill, which was a Bond movie, Batman, Lethal Weapon two, Honey I Shrunk the Kids, When Harry Met Sally, Weekend at Bernie's.
1: So that, it's actually a lot of classic movies that year.
0: Yeah, I mean, wicked at Bernie is not so great. But that being said, you know it's understandable how maybe it didn't become as good. Uh The UHF DVD is actually pretty great because there's a one of the segments he doesn't has to have like a deleted scenes that you can like watch per se, like where you just watch a bunch of scenes. It's like a a little it's like a little video where he talks about. It. He's like, listen, we have so many deleted scenes, but let me tell you, most of them deleted for a reason. So. I'm not even going to let you watch all of them because some of them are terrible. And like at one point, he comes back and says, "You know what? Uh, we're not going to watch that. I'm just going to fast forward this part." <laughs> <laughs> and that, That's it. He just like fast forwards through all these other. It's like this scene was terrible. I'm, I know. We, we, no, you are not watching this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're right.
0: Yeah. So, yep. uh, and that was before uh, Michael Richards was able to be apparently secretly, accidentally racist. Amazingly accidentally racist. racist. <laughs> oh. Um, <laughs> all right, I think I think we covered uh, you know why we like Weird Al so much, you know. Yeah. You know, it's it's not ironic liking of Weird Al, it's you know sincerity. I mean, not yeah. also just I mean funny, but he as a performer he's great. He's produced some things that are hilarious, no question. And he's been around and he's been uh, getting better. You know, he has He's still great at making things sound like the original artist
1: yeah i mean he's a living legend i mean and in a number of ways it's it's really cool just because he's done so much you can even just say in the entertainment industry because i mean you know there's music but he's also you know he's been featured in a lot of different videos things like that like he's always he's always doing stuff he's a a great performer too i mean he's he really is like I, i put him in like a genius category like he's like he's 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 one of the best like musical artists ever. I think he's really cool, and it is cool that yeah, and 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 it's also cool that he's first of all he like he seems to be I don't know for sure, but it seems like he's a pretty decent guy that he doesn't have his head up his ass uh, about about stuff like that. He's the greatest, and he has to dominate the category of of being a a funny person, a funny musical artist, or anything like that. And, And I don't hear him talk about any feuds or anything like that, and and like he's. Like and also the fact that he's willing, he's just willing to do a ton of things. I mean, he played at Bonnaroo last year. I was kind of upset I wasn't, I wasn't going to Bonnaroo just because. <laughs> just, and I'm sure people loved it. I'm sure people loved it, even if people didn't even really know. Like they may have known Weird Al, they didn't really know he was good. I'm sure they went there and were like, "Whoa, he's actually really awesome." And he did like a promo video for Bonnaroo, which was pretty funny. So, yeah,
0: that's right. So yep. All right. Well, this would be a lot of fun. Yep urban merge you later
1: merge you later